0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The hosts are not trained professionals, and their opinions come from personal experience, not professional training. In this episode, we discuss fictional depictions of trauma and violence that may not be suitable for all listeners, so please take care of yourselves. Specific content warnings for each episode can be found in the show notes. Events in the media are discussed in approximate order of escalation. This episode contains spoilers. Clarial, both the fourth installment and prequel in the Old Kingdom series, we learn the story of Clarial, a young noblewoman fighting against the expectations of her birth, wanting nothing more than to live in the woods alone. Unfortunately, no one else is content to let her live that life, and so events unfold in spite of her.
1: Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Robin, and this is Books That Burn, where today we are discussing Clarial, the fourth book in the Old Kingdom series by Garth Nix.
0: All right, so our minor character spotlight... Uh, this week. Factions. Oh, you're right. Just kidding. Our fa- factions uh, this week, we have Clariel, Beltiel, uh, Guildmaster, Kilp, and Aronzo. Clariel's... Plus minions. Plus minions. Uh, Clariel's parents, and then I actually did not write down the name of the wizard, which was my fault. The, the name of the wizard guy? Yeah.
1: uh we're not talking about him that's fine fine. yeah
0: oh and mogget is here also um oh yes mogget can't forget mogget so uh important um setup for this book so this book is the fourth book in the series and it is also at the same time the prequel to the series um it is, But don't read it, don't don't read read it before it first. you read no, the other <laughs> <laughs> ones. It, it, chronologically, it is the prequel. Story-wise, it is 110% the fourth book. It needs to be read fourth. Um, it will not make sense much before then, and it will also be necessary to really kind of understanding the fifth book. Um, if you read it first, you won't have the
1: backstory, it won't make sense, and you won't care about the stakes. yeah. I think that's not great for it as a book, but that's also not the topic of this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Robin didn't like this one as much. <laughs> um, it's This is actually my favorite book in this series, um, but I think that's more of, like, a... Yeah, because it's about someone who just wanted to go live in the forest and at the end gets, like, dragons and a cool mask. Of course, <laughs> this is your favorite. Okay, to be fair, she doesn't get a cool mask. The mask brands to her face. <laughs> like no, no no she takes it off it just hurt she does <laughs>
1: it, it it does
0: get removed it, it does get end. removed for now um for for now yeah no i actually like this book because i think i i think the whole please leave me alone i just want to go live by myself the rest of my life and not have to deal with all of you definitely like please stop trying to date me i just want to go off alone and live by
1: myself for the rest of my life and i really mean it yeah no
0: i'm i'm serious yeah that really (laughs) resonated with me um okay so our, our minor our minor character spotlight is actually um and this is as a minnow, who is a free magic being. Um, so we've kind of, you know, in our in our other books, we've kind of like heard about those free magic creatures that that free magic sorcerers subsume and and, and exert their will on that gives them their power. This is the first time that we have seen those creatures actually represented, and they're not represented as a mystical force kind of way. They're represented as characters with their own thoughts and desires and ideas. Um, and so we're going to talk about as a who is the most instrumental of the two that we get named in this book. Um, and she's there for more of the book. That too. But she is, she is Clariel's first brush with, this type of power um she is a reoccurring character in the book and she we, we get we actually get like a, a decent amount of the things that she wants and is after um i think it's interesting that we don't get those in a humanizing way we get them in a way that no. feels very alien but but we are given them yeah, um, and I think that that makes sense, and I think it's important. Um, but as is the topic of our our podcast, that is not to say that she is without trauma, <laughs> um, and that things that are not are not traumatic and stressful for her. Uh, oh, and it is her. We are given specific pronouns for our free magic creatures. Um, yep, in this book. Uh, okay, so to start with. Just a traumatic type of existence from a human, again, from a human perspective, because she is not written as a human character and she is not humanized as a human character. Um, she is empathized with by a human and that's part of the lens we're using to approach yes. it. Yes. So free magic creatures, a good part of their existence is dependent on either their willpower when confronted by someone else who can fight a battle of willpower being strong enough to survive or just never being found. Um, And when we say this, this is both free magic sorcerers that want to tap that creature for its power, but also other free magic creatures who, if they want to be more powerful, can consume other free magic creatures by willpower alone and as a all, she starts sh- her this is her whole her whole existence she's gotten where she is in however long she's been alive um by being the stronger one um and that's that's a taxing existence um yeah And so
1: as, as for, for trauma, because we don't, we don't have enough detail to wax poetic on her entire existence, but just what's in the book itself. She gets trapped in glass to try and keep her from being used by free magic sorcerers. She does get freed by Clariel and put to work by Clariel. And it is on, it's unclear. Well, okay, it is pretty clear that she was mostly using Clariel, but with the risk that she wouldn't be able to get out on her own at the end. Right. Um, That she wouldn't be able to get her own free will back. But basically, she's in a position of getting someone to think, getting someone Clariel to think that they're using her and... Direct clerial where she wanted to be, which was near enough to kill the king and use his blood to break the charter stones. Yeah. So she had a plan, she had a thing she was trying to do, but she had to basically, like, hide. I was going to say servant, but she had to hide as a slave, a magical slave. Yeah. Uh, in order to try and get that done.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's, <sighs> and, and it's important to note that. Um the reason that she was kind of forced into that situation in the book is because she lost the initial power struggle. If she right. had won otherwise she- clarial, we don't actually know if Clariel would have been consumed or died or just walked around as a puppet um well we've had instances of free magic creatures puppeting someone or actually we've had dead puppeting someone free free magic we haven't had explicitly free magic creatures but also we do have some i think anecdotal evidence that um it is possible that then Claria would have just become her new body (laughs) um and it wouldn't have been Claria anymore and it wouldn't have been a puppet it would have just been my new form um but we don't we don't know for certain so it's kind of a little bit of conjecture um but okay so moving back to to trauma things so asim the in in the book in the brief snapshot of her existence that we see um she is trapped against her will in a (laughs) container meant to hold her where she could not do anything twice uh, she actually starts the book um, trapped in a container in a glass jar um, and is freed by a fisherman who she then kind of uses to gain control and power over an area. Um, and then she gets big enough
1: that people come to try and trap her
0: and succeed. Um, and and so she's trapped the second time. Um and the second time that she is trapped it is loosely by the abortions i say loosely because um they <laughs> the abortions
1: didn't show up until she was trapped yeah. and then they didn't show up they just had her delivered to them
0: um yeah
1: the, abort- the abortions are not great in this book they <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry everyone they're they're not great and that's kind of the point yeah
0: this is this is a different period in the family history and it's a period where they it's are 400 years earlier i yeah, think yeah they they they're neg- they're straight up neglecting their fam- familial duties essentially and just doing what they want to have a good time in life and ignoring everything else um and so so, Clariel is is trapped twice, and, and twice has to free herself by convincing a person, a human, to to free her. And she does. Um, the first time, she frees... You said Clariel. I think you meant as I did mean as a Aziminal. <laughs> yes, was trapped twice. Um, Clariel also is trapped, but that was the whole of the book. So... That's that's later Yeah, sections. we'll get into that. Um no, middle was was trapped and the first time the con- human that she convinced to free her, she then took charge of him. The second time, uh she was her will was sub- subjugated to clarials And then when she was released from that second time, her will was subjugated to Clariols again. And also yep. then Clariel picked up another more powerful magic being. And so at this point, in that Oh yeah. In that looping, as a is the least powerful. She is losing no matter who decides that she's lunch.
1: Right. Because you have the note that when they're bonded together as the as the dragon, the other free magic spirit, their voice is the one coming through. Yep. Not as a middle.
0: Yep uh clarials or er, aziminal is very much the the underdog <laughs> here yeah um i mean we don't know how she would fare in relation
1: to mogget but she mogget! was spending the whole time echoing his his words so I, she's
0: probably under him too i mean i would assume that all of these are under him just because of <laughs> what we know about <laughs> oh who yeah he is. who he is i mean yeah
1: i guess ninth bright shiner or eighth bright shiner eighth bright shiner isn't gonna
0: be uh below a random <laughs> no. uh,
1: free magic creature
0: no. um and and also you notice that uh both those free magic creatures like j- sat up and t- and listened when he talked <laughs> um mm-hmm. yeah they were very
1: enough gushing over Moggett. poor as uh i think that's pretty much the limit of what we have to talk about him, yeah. partly because Here's the thing, she definitely has her own intentions, she doesn't like being trapped and there's all this stuff, Mm. but also we mostly get her being anthropomorphized by Clariel. Yes. Clariel projecting human emotions onto Azimil. Yeah. Because we don't know how much being in a bottle is uncomfortable versus being in a bottle is being in, like, solitary confinement. Right. Clariel assumes that Azimil thinks of it as being, like, a thousand years of solitary confinement. (laughs) But we don't actually know what Azimil thinks about it other than I don't like this. I'd rather be killing people. (laughs) And I'd rather be killing people isn't that's Is not a personality trait. No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, n- yeah, that's that's fair. It's very much, it's very much through Clariel's eyes. And we'll talk.
1: Yeah, and we'll talk about that when we get to the point of view, because I I do think that's important. But I did want to say, like, part of why we're a little thin on the ground of, like, how traumatized she is, other than that we know she doesn't like it, part of why that characterization is a little thin is because on purpose we're seeing what Clariel projects onto Aziminal.
0: Well, and also I do think – I do think there's a little bit of, like, because it is from from Clariel's perspective, I do think Aziminal as a character is a little bit hampered, and this is a good thing. Um, because right. if Aziminal burst out of the bottle like, yes, I am free! Time to rain destruction! Clariel would have been like, whoa! Oh, back in the bottle. <laughs> back in the bottle. <laughs> Just kidding. Aziminal has to kind of play it cool, and has to kind of, like, me i just want to like move my shoulders be um, out of this
1: small bottle can you help me silver's itchy yeah like, she's
0: a lot more intentionally um downplaying it i almost want to say that like pitiful is a good word she's trying to get there yeah she's trying very yeah. hard to be pitiable um it's hard
1: to be pitiable when you're made of black smoke and fire <laughs> It's yes, a little is, rough. That's
0: true. Uh, she does a very good attempt, though. Um, and Clariel, 110% yeah. is like, oh, I know how that feels. Okay. Because I also want to go be alone and live in the forest. <laughs> right. Um, but now I'm going to bend you to my will. <laughs> okay. So moving on to our second topic, uh, we're talking about our main character, Clariel. Um, specifically, we're going to talk about kind of Clariel's general just abandonment and neglect um by various call them caretakers in her life yeah first uh, her parents first her parents but not only her parents um she she is she is very much trying to um kind of struggling even to really be heard um, on things that matter to her. Even when she
1: talks, no one's listening. She's like, I want to be like my aunt who didn't marry anybody and go live in the forest and be by myself. And the book gets this close to saying, I'm asexual, stop trying to marry me to people. Yeah. Like, it gets so close. It 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 just doesn't have the language. Yeah. Um, And... She just doesn't want to, she doesn't want to do, she doesn't want to have her mom's profession. Uh, she doesn't She doesn't want to be a goldsmith, and she didn't want to move to the city where they just moved to. Um, and she just wanted to keep, like, going and visiting her aunt and just being in the forest, and then she wants to... Join the... What is it? Forest Guard? Rangers? What are they called? I think they're the Rangers. The Rangers, yeah. She wants... Um, sorry if we're wrong. We're just going to say Rangers for the rest of this. She wants to go join... Oh, they it's have the a longer, Rangers, more complicated
0: title. Yeah.
1: yeah, but she wants to go join them. And then she gets told, hey, like because of the politics things, they might stop existing. And she's like, oh no, can I fix politics things? No, I can't. All right. I I don't care anymore. It's it's not going to work. I'm just going to have to be on my own, my own way. But her her parents are her her dad is enabling, her mom is controlling. Mhm. Uh, and then when she after her parents get killed, uh definitely her dad, possibly her mom, then uh oh yeah her parents get killed which is like weird <laughs> which abandon- didn't even make our list <laughs> it, that didn't, this book has so much stuff that that didn't even make our list as like the trauma yeah. by the way her parents get killed uh, and in the book it's treated as them abandoning her
0: again yes like they left her when they died and is like oof like she's not even sad that they're gone she's upset that they left her again right which um, is just and then
1: she gets captured by the abortion, specifically by Tyriel
0: the act the like
1: current abortion, not just one of the potentials right. and he locks her in a house by herself
0: he locks her in the abhorsen's
1: okay. house
0: yeah um, in which the, we've the seen in other manner buffs. yeah it's just yeah. and 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 this is like like he he literally frames it as you are being locked here because you want to be because this is good for everybody right and like he tells her that he tells her that she's supposed to be happy about this and it, and it and the, you know the sad part is like it's not even in a gaslighty kind of way it's not that he's trying to convince her that something isn't real or isn't what she thinks it is it's that he's no. trying to tell her like because i think it's good for you you should believe it also right he's not telling her he that
1: she's wrong about reality he's just no. saying that her he's understanding just, of reality doesn't matter and he doesn't care
0: yeah it's very dismissive and instead of um it's very dismissive and controlling instead of manipulative
1: yeah and uh, then the the free magic creatures and Moggett, they're the first one to ask her what she wants, but even when they do that, they're trying to get her to do it in a way that gives them what they want. Yeah. Because she's like, yeah. I want to be free to do my own thing, and she's like, what? And they're like, wouldn't you like to kill everybody who hurt you? <laughs>
0: like, wouldn't murdering them gets, all make you free now? And she's Because like, that hmm. gets you
1: next to the person we want to kill, but we're not gonna tell you. Right. Uh, so even then, they're using her when her parents were alive, they just like didn't care what she wanted just at all.
0: Just I I I mean, she really is she really is stuck kind of being a pawn for other people to get what they want. It's more than just abandonment. It's it's abandonment in a way where she is her whole agency and also any anything that she cares about at all is is it's not even being dismissed. it was never a consideration. um right. she is a tool for her parents because they want her mom to get her hands on uh dropstone work that's okay. and I think
1: I think Tyrell
0: might even have been the first person to listen
1: and then say he didn't care
0: <laughs> yeah he he is yeah, I think you're right. I think he's the first person that even like heard her all the way out um at all um she's I a tool like, well, that won't do she's a pawn for the the wizard um who mm-hmm. we decided not to look up his name but that's okay uh she's a pawn for him because he wants to he has his own agenda and goal with with uh magical learning and also with like um capturing those free magic beings. And that's that's not why he started teaching her. He didn't teach her thinking, you're gonna be my helper. But, like, he doesn't protect her or think about her wants in the matter at all. Um, he says, hey, I need to do this thing. I think you should help me. And when she kind of resists a little bit, his reaction is, oh, it won't be that dangerous. It'll be fine. The Just- wizard is Kargrin. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so, we... And then and then she she's a pawn for um the abortions because they they have a, a plan on how to deal with the kingdom eventually and deal with her parents and deal with um the guild master and Aronzo who are are also trying to use her in to gain themselves more power and um and the abortion has a plan for that and quite literally just sticks her under house arrest at his house, but it's still under house arrest until she can be useful yeah. so that she doesn't run off. And then, and yeah,
1: it's his house, but he doesn't live there. So it's not even like she has a, a human being with her to
0: talk to. No. And then, and then she's a pawn for the free magic beats who, you know, again, kind of as, as Robin said already, like they, they're they the first ones to kind of say, well, what do you want? But also like they do have their own agendas um, and they, they don't actually care what she wants because they just care about themselves being more powerful and free to do what they want. Um, and it's just this whole mess of she never gets to, if it were up to Clariel, she would just go be in the woods and never have to see another human being ever again. Yeah. And she would be good. She'd be fine. She'd be happy with that. Um and every single person that she talks to about it basically says either some variation of, "Well, that's not what I want for you, so it doesn't count," or um that's unrealistic and doesn't make sense. Wouldn't you be so much happier with my thing? Mm-hmm. Um and just for background context, if you hear random rustling, my cat is attacking the beanbag. Uh, that's what that sound is. <laughs> um, she did come up earlier. I'm probably gonna I think I will have edited this out, but she did come up earlier and try and bat at my mic at my on my face a couple times. I did hear her meow at one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh she just wants to be part of the conversation. Okay. So our third topic is Clariel being pursued by guild guildmaster, Kilp and Aranzo. Uh, and what do we say pursued? <laughs> we literally mean, pursued We mean down. romantically, sexually, physically at a couple points. she's literally being chased power wise. um they're after her marrying kill or I'm sorry, marrying Aronzo so that Aronzo can be more powerful in the future. uh, it's just this whole it's this whole thing. Um, Using her parents to
1: get her to want this, yeah. Like, <sighs> and then even like her one like human ally who does care about her as a person, even he is like. But but would you date me? What now? What about what about now?
0: <laughs> like, wouldn't you date me if you wanted to? But, want what, date but if, what if like, but no. what
1: if you dated me like now? And her response is basically like or you could date the person who's hanging on your every word and was very upset when you wanted to talk to me alone. She's interested in you.
0: Yeah. And and he's like, "Oh, her, well, she's not you." And Clario's like, "Yeah, but I don't want you." Please stop. <laughs> um she there's a bunch of times in this book where She's dismissed as being ignorant of how the quote-unquote game is played. Um, and all that really means is that she is not being subtle when it's a combination of her not cloaking her desires in other things. uh, Which is too straightforward for everybody and they want her to just stop talking because that's too out in the open for all of them. And a combination of well her desires aren't their desires which means clearly she doesn't know what she's doing
1: right because if she knew the right thing if she knew what she wanted she would want what they want right
0: in a way that fits into them getting what they want right (laughs) um and it's very it's done in a very belittling way yeah it's not done in a, you need to learn the rules and you'll be fine kind of way. It's done in a, you don't want what I want, therefore you don't matter as a, an entity. Yeah. Kind of way. It's almost a couple, for a couple of people, it's done in the, oh, you poor child, you'll figure it out eventually kind of way. And it's just very dismissive and very, very belittling and very, um, almost aggressively um alienating yeah and and to make it worse by the fact that just being in the city makes her feel alienated <laughs> she feels very othered very separate into this whole this whole book and very uncomfortable she doesn't like crowds and people and walls and stone and so it's just it's just made worse when those same things that she is uncomfortable being in already also literally and figuratively trap her from uh running away from the people pursuing her
1: yeah and let's also let's take a minute to circle back to that literally pursuing like the way she meets Aranzo is he chases her and attacks her in the street as a way to legitimize the idea that there's a threat against her and she needs his father for protection yeah and then he still tries to marry her there's gonna say date but no he tries to marry her
0: no he they don't care about dating her dating implies that she can say no wants to
1: (laughs) belteo wants to date her ronzo is like so the wedding
0: (laughs) yeah no dating dating would imply that there is any possibility of it not working out and that's not what they want so (laughs) it's not part of what's Mm -hmm. going on um, it's not even, it's not even really an arranged marriage. It's almost an assumed marriage. Yeah.
1: And well, I mean, uh, no, but here's the thing. It was arranged by her parents. It is actually an arranged marriage. And we say that in uh, the- it's, a, they, it's an arranged marriage the, they functionally, they but- Yeah, it's, they literally arranged it. This has nothing to do with, like, real-world arranged marriages or how they work.
0: No, no, We're no, no. I'm saying, when I'm saying that, so, from Guildmaster Kilp and Aranza's perspective, this marriage had nothing to do with Clariel or her parents wants, needs, or desires. This is is something that they are assuming is going to happen because they are going to make it happen. And they are going to get her as a possession in any way, shape, or form possible. Um, They started out trying to go through her parents, but then her parents looked like they were going to disagree. And then her parents died. And then she was kidnapped. And then... And then, uh, when she left, uh, taking Aziminal to the abortion, they actually put out a rumor, um, that it was now her mom that was going to, uh, kind of be the person, um, giving them that power, but that she would then marry Aronzo eventually. And, um, in this, in this whole situation, it's not only that her, it's not only that she's being pursued by them. It's that they have decided that she is the tool that will give them what they want. And so they're going to get that power through her, even if she's literally out of town. They're going to take it and and use her as a as a tool to give them control over the city. But then also, before it
1: got to the, well, you didn't do what we want, now we're going to murder you bit, it got, she didn't get asked, hey, do you like this person? Do you want to marry him? It was, so we know he just attacked you and tried to murder you, but he didn't attack you and try to murder you because we're telling you that that's not how reality happened. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We have arranged your marriage. It is going to happen. You're going to get married. And oh, the 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 way she just messes with them when <laughs> when it's like, so my son is engaged, and she's like, oh, who to? Like, oh, how
0: sweet! <laughs> I hope I get to meet the bride you know.
1: someday. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not planning to get married, but I'm glad you found someone. Right? Like, she doesn't quite say that, but just like that whole just—it's <laughs> very close to that because I I don't I. It's not that she doesn't know how to play the game. It's that she thinks that their game is stupid.
0: Yeah. And, and she doesn't want anything more to do with it. <laughs>
1: right. But neither is she as politically savvy as them. That's true.
0: Right. But but, but it's not because she couldn't be. It's not. not because she hasn't been exposed to it. It's because she just thinks it's the worst. And she just doesn't, wants nothing to do with it. Yeah.
1: Just everybody wants her to do stuff. And then even, like... Okay, so this section was more like being pursued by the guildmaster and Aronzo, mm-hmm. but then also once she gets away from them, she's just like the free magic creatures just manipulating her to try and get her to do what they want. They're just better at it, but they're, they're just as manipulative in pursuing. It's like, oh yeah, please use me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that stuff's protected with charter magic. It'll totally it'll totally protect you. It'll be fine. What? Disintegrate just because you've touched it with free magic? No. No, 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 no. Oh, didn't I tell you that you couldn't that you'd lose your charter mark if you used free magic a bunch? I'm mm. sorry. I'm sorry I didn't tell you that. Um, I did just that just that whole like it's not like a literal pursuit. But it's just this, like, one, like, walking behind her the whole time being like, you know, you should do this thing that's what I want and not what you want. And I promise it won't stop you from getting what you want. But she doesn't really ask. She she alternates between not asking if it'll help her get what she wants and not asking if it'll stop. And because she doesn't ask both at the same time, they, like, wiggle out of it and they're like oh this won't stop you from getting what you want it's fine but it yeah. also doesn't help her or oh yeah this'll, this will this this will help you get what you want but it also like stops some long term goal and like she just never has both at the same time and yeah. even when she's directing she's not in control And they're just using the free magic creatures used her differently, but at a similar scale to how much the guildmaster and kilp were trying to use her. The free magic creatures were just better at it.
0: I will say this though. Um, This is not in defense of the, of the free magic creatures, but I do think it's an important distinction. Um, Since we're talking about her being pursued essentially in various ways, the free magic creatures did not pursue her. Okay. She pursued them and decided that this was the conflict now. Um, I- I'm not trying to argue that they are controlling her in self-defense. <laughs> That's not my argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it is important to note that if she had just left them alone... <laughs> Oh yeah!
1: Um, if she had just left them she, alone, her parents—her parents would still be murdered. Her oh life no, 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 no!
0: That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if she had left them alone, they would not have come after her. That's true. Um,
1: but once she landed at the house, uh, Mogget was pushing her. Oh yeah, but 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 that's Mogget being manipulative. <sighs> Sorry, I was lumping Mogget in under the free magic creatures I because he am is not. one. Okay.
0: He he Magget, is
1: Mogget is his I- own Okay. I'm sorry. When I was Magget, referring to the is a tier above. <laughs> when I was referring to like the all that stuff i was saying with three magic creatures, I was thinking of examples with Mogget
0: Oh Magget yeah, Magget is, Magget is pursuing is different, her. Yeah, Mogget is pursuing her, but not yeah, the other yeah. two. I am trying to There is a moment in this book that I love it just it's so funny. Okay, here we go in my book this is page 340 um i just i find this great um uh the two creatures nodded and bent down their hands plunging through the pebbly beach into the earth already summoning metal from the depths below clariel walked up the grassy blank beyond the beach of stones and laid herself down mogget watched her for a moment then padded back to the creatures both stopped their digging and bent their heads down toward the little cat if Clariel had been watching, she might have wondered whether they were bowing down to offer homage or simply to hear him better. He whispered something to them, unheard by Clariel, and they answered as quietly. Then Mogget went back to his fishing in the shadows, and the creatures began to summon iron from far beneath their unnatural feet. I there. I think there's another moment where they start to... They start to do something that Clariel doesn't like, and then Mogget gives them a look. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they bow down to Clariel's will, so to speak. Oh.
1: So Mogget not really is not, Clariel's
0: will. Yeah, yeah. Mogget is not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, welcome to our wrap-up in ratings <laughs> for Clariel. All right,
1: as a middle gratuity
0: rating, it's
1: between backstory off screen and mild. Just like...
0: I i think it's mild. Personally. Well, okay. What well, we actually have... We talked about a bunch of... Well, I guess, I guess the things that we talked about were more almost off screen. Right.
1: Yeah. There's the backstory of we assume it's kind of been like this for a while and it's gonna keep being like this af- long after Clariel's dead. Yeah. But... Most of it's off screen, it's a lot of Clariel imagining as a Middle's trauma. That's fair. That's fair. So it's it's mild because it's somebody else going, Oh, that must have been terrible and then as a middle <laughs> trying to manipulate Clariel going, Oh yes, yes it was. So <laughs> Feel sorry for me. Yeah. Yeah. So ranging bouncing back and forth between Baff's story off screen and mild.
0: Uh, I, yeah i think i agree with backstory and mild or yeah. offsc- i'm sorry off screen and mild um i think backstory almost it's not even backstory because we don't actually know for sure that it's well i mean
1: uh, with as like, describing we can, we can it as being conjecture? like this is the life of a f- with, with as describing it as being like this is the life of a free magic creature
0: but, but Hazeminal doesn't really give any details. Clariel talks about it and then Hazeminal goes, Oh, such is my lot in life. Like, we don't actually have. True. We don't actually have, like, backstory details. We have imagination okay. that is then used as emotional manipulation. That's, like, well, it. I mean, in terms of a storytelling
1: perspective, that's still backstory. But, like, I yeah. we just. <laughs> Not yeah. trying to quibble over any any of his backstory. the The point is that it's like milk toast. It is like oh yeah yeah yeah. Not it's not a lot. Yeah it's, yeah. Clarial's abandonment, Oof. definitely severe. Really? Uh between moderate and severe. Like, are
0: we? Are it's we? Hard okay. To, it's
1: difficult to have a severe depiction of not being
0: there. I I don't think. Well, okay, I think the actual trauma to her definitely was severe, but the depiction of it in the book, you think, is okay. also severe? Um,
1: the number of times that she gets told to her face, oh. I don't care what you want, we're okay, doing okay. this. It's just over and over and over. Stop wanting what you want. <laughs> just do what nope. i want okay yeah, yeah, stop, yeah I got it's you. not even stop wanting what you want want what i want it's stop doing stop wanting what you want just do, do what, what i want, do what I want. I don't yeah care. don't just do care it like okay it. i got you uh, and that and so sense. even though that's not our most severe trauma it's depiction
0: yeah on on its scale of itself is is pretty bad it's yep. pretty bad okay that's that's fair um and then the pursuit is also uh, pursuit is also I moderate it's moderate I would yeah yeah in terms of our order of escalation it's definitely more of an escalation than the abandonment but like yeah. it's a worse trauma but it's, it's yeah but the the, the depiction there's 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 so many levels that could they could have taken it too severe though um and hold they up didn't. did our okay. But well, other than the, I guess the, killing her, I no, to say
1: I, the end game of the pursuit is, is her parents severe. getting killed. So nope, it's severe. Okay. Um, now and, they didn't linger on it, so it's not torture porn.
0: But it it's it's correct. getting up there. It's getting it's getting pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, why this trauma? Um, uh, as a middle <sighs> it's not integral.
1: It's not interchangeable. We we already have enough things saying how free magic works,
0: but we've never. But we've never actually. No, we don't. <laughs> we have enough things of people who practice charter magic telling oh. us how free magic works. Okay, this is literally the first and only depiction of a free magic creature telling us how free magic works. Okay, I think this is
1: integral to the plot. Because the plot doesn't happen if Clario can't
0: control Aziminal.
1: That's true. Like, that's it, it just can't. True. Can't happen without it. A Clario being abandoned, that's, that's also, also integral, integral to the plot. Being pursued, also integral. Just. <laughs> is literally the whole plot. <laughs> now, even though they're integral, were any of them in any way interchangeable? I don't
0: think. I think the, I think the abandonment might have actually been interchangeable
1: okay because her parents could have been supportive and cared her about parents her, could have been and they-
0: supportive and just been not part of the decision making right um but instead they were both right so uh, they're both that- abandoning her and also literally the reason yeah um the pursuit it's I, integral
1: it's not really interchangeable it would be a totally I, different I think- story
0: I think there were so many ways that she was being pursued that you could have swapped out or just nixed a couple of them and had it still work. But I think as a concept, it's, it's integral and not interchangeable. I mean, like, it's, it's like, okay, she could have been the power they were trying to put on the throne without marriage being a thing. She could have been a marriage prospect for power in the guild without the kingdom being a thing. She could have been. Uh, something her parents were pursuing her to do something without the other people but like like
1: the tagline the tagline on my copy of the book is a passion thwarted will often go astray and that's just they didn't let her go live in the woods yeah and also yeah as a middle keeps getting frustrated and or Maka <laughs> keeps getting frustrated like that that yeah. that uh yeah. That tagline has a lot of utility, but if yes, you read it, it as her trying to go to the woods, then not being able to do that being pursued and not yeah, it's
0: it yeah, as a concept it's super integral. Uh treated with care. Uh, as a minimal. Yeah. I mean, I guess.
1: <laughs> uh let's go with enough because like it's yeah. hard to know.
0: we we don't have enough details from as a mental to really judge how much care was required. But, but also we weren't given those details, which I think is care. Actually, I'm going to say it was care because not giving us those details is a form of care in this instance for this particular character. who doesn't want to give too many details because that would be uh, detrimental to her cause. Mm hmm. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to say I'm going to say that's actually that was that was treated with care. But it was in definitely general, not callous. But in, in general,
1: general, in another context, this would have been callous because we don't get much of the perspective of the person being hurt. Oh, yeah. But in this particular Absolutely. case, I suspect that we were only able to empathize because... Yeah, okay. I'll leave that for yeah, point yeah, of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, uh, very, very au- intentional by the author, Yeah, I'll talk about Um, that a little bit more when we get to point of view. Um,
1: Okay, that's fair. Trauma was treated with care for as a middle – for Clariel. Clariel. being abandoned. Now we're just getting hit over the head just over and over and over yeah. and over. Did you know that no one cares what she thinks? Did you know? <laughs> Did you miss it? Did you sleep
0: for twenty pages? Oh, no one cares what she thinks. <laughs> oh, we didn't get this character not caring yet. Let me just slide that in real oh, quick. Let's just make sure yeah. that we know that nobody cares
1: at all about her. Yeah, except um, if they're trying to use her. Margaret cares that's about not her. <laughs>
0: that's just. Yeah. Mogget cares about her. Oh, Mogget, Mogget cares so much. Mogget cares <laughs> immensely. Uh, um, yeah, so definitely not treated with care. Yeah. Clariel being pursued. Was it treated? I think that was. I think that was. There's, like I said, there's a lot of ways that Clariel being pursued could have been extremely very, traumatic to read right and those things were not done and i think i it think was, also it was so subtle that we kept thinking of like oh yeah here's another one that fits that theme
1: oh yeah, yeah. here's another one yeah with, um
0: and with it's the especially with like it, with I the think abandonment the most... it was more like
1: we forgot one because there's too many with <laughs> the pursuit it was more like we kept finding yeah. them because they were so well integrated and subtle
0: yeah um and, and also i will say that like the most traumatic as a reader moment of Clariel being pursued had nothing to do with her being pursued romantically or sexually. True. It was just literally and, being chased in the streets. Right. And and like if you're gonna pick again, kind of on that scale of of things that can traumatize your reader, they picked the one that is the least, I would say, prevalent to current day
1: being yeah. being
0: chased for political power <laughs> is the least is the least um, well,
1: okay. of, if of we're the talking- options
0: that they could have they could have put in there right um i would say oh. that that was that was the one that was chosen to be highlighted with the most um descriptive text and the most things happening that that could be traumatizing and that was the one that is least likely to to hit a modern day reader (laughs) it was definitely definitely treated with care and definitely i think chosen very deliberately on what the author did and did not highlight and i think it was done very well point of view uh as a middle point of view of trauma and aftermath is just glarial yeah and that's part of the point
1: because as a middle is such a strange and different creature on purpose that Mm -hmm. I don't think we would have been able to empathize with her because if it had been boy, being stuck in this bottle keeps me from murdering everyone that's a little bit harder Mm -hmm. to empathize with and so having it through Clariel uh, allows us to see her as a character and for us to think of having her for the spotlight
0: yeah. Um and and also I will say with that, like because this is Clariel's book and this is Clariel's point of view, uh, pretty much everything. I think we only get this one little snippet of a chapter where we we swap over to somebody else. We follow Belle um, too, a little. A little, but it's it's not very much. And it's only when Clariel isn't there. Right. Um like specifically we need to know that Belle has found xyz and is doing these things and so we jump over to him but that that's it if the is in the, the scene beginning,
1: but yeah just
0: yeah, super minor stuff yeah but it's it's like it's like world setup and like fleshing out the story it's not like the plot
1: yeah so in terms um, of
0: talking about point of view if 95% of the book
1: is Clary's point of view the right. question is less why is clarion the point of view and more when she's not why, why? is that
0: right and and also i think with asiminal um i think it is really a question of i think it is p- p- partly also just keeping that whole like you said like she's not a human um and and i think it it is mean, totally possible to write non-human characters and write them in a way that feels non-human but i think that part of asiminal's separateness from the characters that are human is that we don't see inside her head because she's not a we were if we were to jump into her thoughts it would make it would her be feel more less of humanizing a than seeing her through Clario's eyes yeah yeah it would either be would ineffective something. or too much and i right. think
1: what was picked was good uh, right. so if clario's abandonment we only ever see clario yeah. really and you know, with Clariel being pursued, we pretty much only ever see Clariel. And I think I think that's fine. It's not like Yeah. Um,
0: this is a Clarial book about Clariel from Clariel's yeah. point of view with Clariel's... Right. So then <laughs> it's just it's clarial. like that is what it is. Yeah. Um which is which yep. is a weird actual a uh, funny contrast because this is the first book of this series that we've had that's really just one person's point of view. Yeah. Um, I mean, even, even when we had, even when we were reading Sabriel, where Sabriel was, like, the only protagonist so far. Because, um, uh, like, Aborsen and, and Liriel are literally split between right. Sam and Lirial. Um But Sabriel is, like, even though it's, it's just her, it's not. We get Mogget. We get uh, Touchstone sometimes. We get, we get a couple other people, like... It's not It's not even close to 50-50 the way Lyriel and Aborson are, but it, it's definitely not a single point of view story at all. And and Clariel is the first one that really feels like that. Uh, I would actually, I would argue, I'm trying to, I would argue it's the only one in this series that feels like that. Because the fifth book also is very much a split book from point of view perspective. And, you know, so... That is just kind of how it's set up. Yeah. All right. Do we have an aspiring writer tip? Aspiring writer tip. I mean, you mentioned that in your point of view, Clariel would not make sense without the other books. Yeah. Like it would not work as a standalone novel. It wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't even be
1: fixed by having two chapters with backstory about how the Old Kingdom works. Because that's how no. Sabriel handled it. Yeah. Um, so if Clariel had gotten those chapters instead of Sabriel, it still wouldn't save this book. Uh, as
0: the <laughs> um, potential so, okay, to be standalone. So I guess, but on the other hand, where it is in the story is pretty crucial. No, it's it's placed it's placed well,
1: but here's here's what it does. It means that we don't need to spend two chapters of backstory in a golden hand.
0: You just wanted two chapters of Clariel instead of a whole book. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Okay. So. Because uh-huh. like, because I
1: tell, like, tales about the other abortions and, like, Mogget's really good at summarizing and just, like, Mogget being witty and summarizing what happened with Clariel. Like... <laughs> you know
0: that would not be the same story at all it it wouldn't it would mogget wouldn't tell us the same story
1: no no he wouldn't but that wouldn't
0: serve mogget's purposes
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but like it wouldn't have to be mogget i mean i just saying mogget because he was there
0: (laughs) mogget Uh, was there mogget would be the only one (laughs) okay here's 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 what we'll say aspiring writer tip just be aware that not every reader will experience the book the way you want them to.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just because it's a prequel doesn't mean that all the heavy lifting is already done.
0: <laughs> okay. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I personally love this book. If prequel- and I would have read it as a standalone nah. book and been very happy. Nah. But that's okay. I mean, um, like, yeah. I'm a little... <sighs> Spirey writer tip. Just, you know... There, there, was a that ser- it's okay there was a series that I read where it.
1: the prequel was done so well that you could literally read it as the first book or the last book. It was a whole gimmick in the series and it was really well done. <laughs> okay. um, I'll talk to you about it later. But okay. Um, it... Maybe having had that at some point spoiled me a bit for this <laughs> because it was like, I couldn't read this and enjoy it on its own. Oh, and okay. now that I've read the other ones, I don't need this one. Uh ow like yeah like i'm i'm 80 of the way through golden hand i didn't need clario i did i didn't i I did a favorite non-traumatic thing about the book favorite i've got anything mine.
0: i've got <laughs> my <mine. laughs> what, what's yours mogget
1: <laughs> i feel like it's cheating to say mogget every time though i
0: haven't said mogget before you haven't. You did, I think. Okay. I think. All Unless right. that was me. One of us has said, Mogget. Mogget's great. Mogget is not the same in this book as he was in the other books. That's true. Mogget. Um, is my favorite <laughs> version of himself <laughs> in Claryel. I. Uh, <laughs> he's just so subtle. It's beautiful he's subtle with purpose he's not just killing time he's not just waiting around until he gets told what to do he's affecting events and and he's not doing it to save the world he's doing it for his own actual agenda and yeah he just he's he's more powerful than the other two free magic creatures but he's not in charge visibly doesn't need to be doesn't need to be i i i i like it i want i would i would read i don't think garth nix would ever do this just because well i don't have any way of saying that he would or wouldn't but i would read an entire anthology of Mogget's perspective and how he lives his life from the beginning of history up through Golden Hand. Yeah, I want Mogget's machinations and perspectives and just calculations. Um, man, Mogget is my favorite. Um, just in general. <laughs> um. But, but especially in this book, like I said, he's my he's my favorite version of himself in Clariel. I don't know what it says about me that the book where he has the most free will to be manipulative is my favorite, but like, I like it. All right. Non-traumatic. I don't know if I'll go with favorite. Non-traumatic things I like. <laughs>
1: non-traumatic thing that you didn't hate. <laughs> yeah, non-traumatic thing that I didn't okay. hate in this book. Okay. Uh, okay. The use of the word amenical. <laughs> you're gonna pick a vocab that was great uh okay <laughs> but then also also um the like I'm, I'm
0: sorry i'm gonna need more than just a vocabulary word from you, <laughs> well, you go don't go think ahead. the word
1: of minical is, eno- is enough a minical is enough no, just- <sighs> no. I knew the word, but I just never get to see it. And so it was nice. (laughs) It just made you happy. It it was like, ah, yeah, a minical to human life. Such a beautiful phrase. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so the abortions, uh, they were like, you know what? These stepping stones are awkward. We're going to build a bridge. (laughs) Yes. Uh,. You that's mean the that's stepping literally stones like,
0: that are awkward on like, purpose so that
1: the dead can't cross? It's like, wow, you are not doing your job, and it's, you don't it's remember It's literally what your job like someone is. living in
0: a medieval castle going, man, this moat with the alligators is really annoying. I think I'm just going to build a nice slide over it <laughs> all around, 360 degrees. <laughs> <Like. sighs> We're just going to build some rope ladders. You you
1: know I lived in a a place where they didn't realize they had a septic tank and they put a concrete porch over it?
0: I did not realize that. That is... That was the last place I lived. Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: When I lived there, they had torn down the porch right before we moved in because (sighs) they needed to deal with the septic tank. And didn't know it was there for 30 to 40 years. Yep. Yep. Fun things. Uh, People do weird architecture
0: things without. Anyway. um, (laughs) Weird architecture without thought of consequences or repercussions is very amusing. But
1: yeah, with this bridge, they just like built over it. It's like, ah, these stepping stones. It's too easy for someone to not be swept away by rushing
0: water if they're dead. Uh, yeah it's too it's too it's too difficult for the dead to invade our home yeah let's fix it
1: oh and you know what the rest of the house it's hard for us to mess that up so let's just build like a a town (laughs)
0: let's just build a town so we never have to touch the house that's built for protection yeah Yeah. (laughs) and hunting
1: yeah it's just (laughs) hunt. You know what that's let's all do? We care you know about what now. let's do? Near the house that's a refuge from the dead, go and kill stuff constantly. Yeah. Like not that you can't be an abortion and kill animals for food, but having as your pastime killing things while refusing to go into death.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So that's a think- very very amusing uh terrifying juxtaposition there. (laughs) Yeah. It's very funny. Alright. I think
1: that's it. Uh, Thank you for joining us and we'll see you (laughs) next time for Golden
0: Hand. For Golden Hand, which Robin will enjoy much better.
1: (laughs) I like it much better. It's not nostalgic because, of course, I didn't first read it in middle school because it wasn't out. But it is good. I do like it. I need to get the rest of the 20% through it. Uh... I can't write 80% of it in one day sitting on my bed and then I got to finish the other
0: 20%. All music used in this podcast was created by me as Heartbeat Art Co. and is used with permission. You can follow us on Twitter at books that burn, all one word. Email us with questions, comments, or book re- recommendations at books burn at yahoo.com. Support us on patreon.com
1: slash books that burn all patrons get access to our upcoming book list and receive a one
0: time shout out. Leave us an iTunes review. This really helps people to find the show and find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks.